Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast that you've ever known. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and with me is my co-host, Anthony Lou Luhan, and this is, yes, the KO. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast. You have heard it in the intro here. My name is Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, I have my host, Anthony Lou Luhan. Say what up, Anthony. What up, everybody? We are back. We are back. So, yes, this is Get the KO. And you guys are probably wondering, where have you guys been? Well, let's be honest. Okay, We've had a lot of things happen since December. <laughs> We've had a few things happen. Um, as you can see, it's just the two of us. Um, we are missing another person. Um, unfortunately, she has had some stuff come up, so she will not be joining us. She may come back on as a special guest, but it's full time right now. Probably not a thing, but Julie, we do love you, and we do want to send our thoughts and prayers with you. So when you get back up and get back on your feet, let us know, because we would love to have you back on. Anthony, tell our listeners and viewers, actually, on the podcast channel, what have you been up to? Well, I have not been on a podcast since mid-September, because I have a baby boy here now. And he is officially seven months. Well, he'll be eight months this month. So just the new dad life of actually having a newborn rather than two, I don't call them step children, but stepchildren that have already grown through that age. That's what I've been doing. I've been trying to be a father of a newborn and trying to sleep, and I can't do it. I know. That's a tough life, man. I remember I remember what that was like with the infant stage, man. It's it's not fun, but I do understand, like, that's the way it gets. But then, you know, once they get on that cycle and they start sleeping better throughout the night, it gets a lot, a lot better. So it's definitely good that you have now become, I guess, I mean, you already are a father, but now you have one of your own. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's different. We have a little boxer in the family. He already, you, you get him right here with arm reach. He's like, bah, 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 bah. hits me like 10 times. I'm like, Jesus. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, and if as for me, um, we haven't done this podcast since I think the last episode actually was in December, uh, right before December. Um, since then, I've uh, been attached to a new podcast. So as you guys know, I was on Franken Culture presents Frankensteiner, but we also have had some technical difficulties with that channel. But uh, fortunately, I have switched over to a, no- a new show called the Three Count Podcast, which is all about wrestling. But think about it as skip and shannon or around the horn for some of you people who might like aspn um so it's just a great show where we just debate topics and just talk about things and sometimes it gets heated sometimes it doesn't sometimes you get these crazy rants from the host Chaz evans um but it's a lot of fun so we definitely we do enjoy that as well as i've still been on nerds around table um uh, we have been just pushing through with that podcast and then in january i actually started pro wrestling training um so Every week up until March when uh, our favorite friend, uh, the Karina virus, or some of you guys may have known it as something else, uh, came through, kind of stopped everything, changed the world. And that's the reason why we came back with this show, right? Get the KO came back because this weekend, we're recording this on May 5th. And on May 9th, we have one of the largest UFC cards coming back from the Jacksonville Arena Guys, we are definitely excited because this is really like the big first sporting event that's come on since everything shut down. NFL shut down, NBA shut down, MLB shut down, NHL shut down. I mean, 
the only two real big kind of sporting events that we've had happen, man, were uh, wrestling, WWE or AEW, regardless of whatever one you like, and then the UFC. That's it. So the, the MMA world, right? Mixed martial arts and pro wrestling have been the only things that kind of been carrying the, the live entertainment world. So let's talk about this card coming up, Anthony. This is going to be UFC 249. It is happening tomorrow, May 9th at 8 p.m. We have a stacked card from the preliminaries all the way to the main cards, as well as the early preliminaries. We don't ever want to leave those cards out. But for the sake of the show, we will be talking about these these fights. What's up, Anthony? I, I have one comment here, and I know we're not going to go through the, the early prelims, but Sam Alvey versus Ryan Spawn's on here, and I'm just really hoping that for Sam Alvey's sake that Mark Goddard isn't his referee. Right. I mean, he's... He's taking it hard <laughs> every time. Every Twice time. in a row. Twice in All a row. Right. Just getting jacked, man. That sucks for him. Let's get so, let's jump into this. Let's jump into this first fight, right? So we do have Uriah Hall versus Ronaldo Souza. Um, this is going to be a massive fight. We do know. Um, the one thing about uh, this is the first fight. So what makes it really kind of unique is that really all the stats that you had in the past, you can kind of just kind of chuck that shit out the window because really this is going to be the first fight. This is going to be the first team up that we're going to see. Um, so really in this fight, you kind of trying to lean on experience, but with everybody's routine kind of being thrown out of the way, you really don't know which way to bounce. Uh, we do know that Uriah Hall has a strong uh, striking game. Hopefully he's been working on his ground game a lot better, um, especially working on his takedowns. But for right now, um, I think I see this fight kind of leaning towards Souza more so than I do going towards Uriah Hall. Yeah, I- I don't. I, I don't know. I, I. It's a hard one to do because Salza's lost three out of four. He lost to Kevin Gaslam. He lost to Dakar Manson and uh, Jan Blackovich, But he beat Chris Weidman. But it seems like everybody beats Chris Weidman. So we're just. I don't know what to think about this one. I really think that uh, Uriah Hall um, has came out in the last couple fights and looked really decent. Um, pulling up his fight stats right now and i really liked the fact that he's on a two fight win streak and uh and i think that he's just gonna he he's finally found that ground that he needs to get under his feet because after uh losing the ultimate fighter against kevin gaslam uh he kind of was a nobody like, he was just losing fights, but now he's got his feet back on him. So I really think that uh, he's going to be fine. And I'm going to take uh, Uri Hall on this one. Okay, okay. So we got a split. We got our first matchup right out of the gates of who's got who. Um, we have Carlo Esparza versus Michelle Watterson coming up next. Uh, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it, man. I'm going to be a god honest. Uh, this is pure preference. I am a huge fan of Michelle Watterson, and that's who I'm picking for this fight. Um, she's got great striking. She's great underground. Um, she's got great uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She trains with Donald Cerrone, so I'm just saying I think her uh, still trying to achieve that goal of being the first mommy UFC champion. I have to go with her, man, so I'm going to go with Michelle Watterson over Carla Esparza. Um, this is a hard one because Carla Esparza's uh, loss uh two in a row before her last two fights which then were wins but she had a, it was a majority win before against Alexa uh, Grasso but Michelle I, I just think she's well more well rounded I think she's a better striker 
I think Carla is more of a better. I think Carla is more of a grappler, better grappler than Michelle. But I think if Michelle can keep her at distance, I think Michelle's gonna win it. And I think I'm gonna go with you with this. I'm gonna take the Karate Hottie. Yeah, I definitely think uh, someone else to kind of throw in there too. Um, the bigger thing about like Watterson is that she does have a great Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu game. So even if Carla can get her to the ground, I don't know if necessarily Carla has what it takes to keep her down and like keep control of that keep her ground game on, you know, grinding on top of Watterson, whereas Watterson's going to be able to maneuver her and get in, get in a better position. I do like Esparza. That's like the one thing that's really hard because this fight, both fighters, I really enjoy a lot. But, you know, it is Michelle Watterson, and I've been a fan of hers since Bully Beatdown. Yes. <laughs> so let's get into our next fight, right? We have uh, Aleski Olenek versus Fabricio Wardoom. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a more experienced fighter in this, and as much as people would be like, oh, he's going War of Doom. No, I'm going Olenek. Uh, he's, I mean, it's something to be sad when you're 58 and 13, so, and you have one draw. So, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, wrap this one with that, and I think, I think Olenek's going to take this fight. Uh, I think I'm going to go with you this one, and it's not even just because of how many fights he has, it's because there is a real thing called ring rust and for uh, hasn't fought since March of 2018 when he lost to uh, Alexander Volkov. That, that's literally the last time he's been in the cage. And I think that uh, him coming back, he's going to have, he is going to have some ring rust. He's definitely have some ring rust. And speaking of people who are going to be really tough in the octagon, other than Olenek, this next fight, Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cerrone. Um, Pettis is coming off of his huge win over Steven Wonderboy. I think he just actually Pettis did just lose his last fight, did he not? He won. I know he won again. Yeah, he had an ADS loss. Right, right, right. So he's coming off an ADS loss. Donald Cerrone's coming off of the coming off of his uh, getting knocked out by Conor McGregor. Um, Hopefully, Stephen A. Smith is going to be a part of this show because we will learn a lot about both these fighters. Um, I think. Um, the number one person out there, I think this fight, I have to go with Donald Cerrone in this fight, even though I really do like Pettis. It is something about Showtime that he's amazing in the ring, but I really think, um, I really think Donald Cerrone has the engine to keep pushing and get this fight done. Um, I agree with you with that. I, it's hard because, um, you have... Two of the top, my top ten favorite wrestlers right now going at it. Uh, Anthony Pettis looked like he was getting beat up against um, Wonderboy and then comes back with the uh, Superman hook, we'll call it, and beats him. He then fought Tony Ferguson and uh, and got beat up into that, that like that it was like the third round or the, se- the end of the second round being the third when he was it something clicked but then ultimately he broke his hand and, and he couldn't find no more and then Nate Diaz you lost to Nate Diaz that's not something bad because Nate Diaz is a bad motherfucker and so I don't know it's just it's one of those things where I'm a, I'm out toss up because they're both a couple of my favorite fighters but who do I love more Donald Cerrone so I got to go with Donald Cerrone yep yeah, it is tough, man, especially because we know, like, how great Pettis is in the, in the octagon. And like you said, he did – and I, I will call it what it is, man. It was a lucky punch. It it was timed well, right, coming off the cage. But 
Landing against Steve Wonderboy is not something that happens all the time. And watching that punch even land, oh, man, it was beautiful. I give credit, but uh, kind of a lucky shot. <laughs> but let's move on. So we're going to get into the main card, right? So our first fight, the heavyweight fight. This is going to be incredible because we do have Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. And... We just have to be honest, man. It's it's a great Hardy, but he's going against a guy who's undefeated. Um, now there's no knock on uh, Greg Hardy because he has been in his octagon. He's been doing a, doing a lot of work, but I don't know, man. It's something about I, I say I've said it before. I'll say it again, man. It's something about having that O on your on your loss that keeps you hum keeps you hungry and keeps you wanting fighting, especially if you're trying to fight for a title. And I like the Castro. Uh, for this fight because of that but let's be not let's be real nobody's making that out of the first round in this fight um this is a hard one are, are we gonna keep an overall score again of records so for our viewers at home you can actually see that i'm actually keeping uh keeping stuff together um i know our, our podcast listeners can't see it but yeah, I'm definitely keeping track of all of our picks. <laughs> no, this this is a hard one because God awful, everybody knows I hate Greg Hardy. I'm very I'm a big advocate against uh, domestic assault, and that guy to me, even though he's he could be a change man. I mean, he's grinding at the, at the thing. He's a piece of shit in life. But oh man, I don't know. That's a hard one. I want to go with Yorgon, but I just. I can't. I can't do it. I, I think. I think Greg Hardy's gonna give him his first L. And I mean, I think this is this is De Castro's first fight in the UFC. Is this not? No, I don't. I think it's his second think, because I think second. because like, he beat uh, Justin Taffa mm. at yeah, UFC yeah. 243. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean. It's not. I don't know, man. It's, it's a good. It's a good matchup. So it's a good test for uh, De Castro as he's trying to make his way up. I know Greg Hardy. He's had seven fights in the UFC, but all well, eight fights in the UFC. But all of his fights have, have been, you know, we're going either to the finish or someone's getting knocked out. And I think this might be one of those times where De Castro matches him like just power for power. And even in their, their weigh-ins, they just they both had that death look in their eyes. So it's like. It's going to be a fun fight. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, right. Next up, we do have Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Katar. Katar. Um, so, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go with uh, the heathen one on this one. Why? Just, I just want to know why. Yeah, it's because he's, he's just a nut, man. Like, I love watching him go in, throw punches. Um, he fights with a reckless abandonment, but he's, by, but he's also very smart when he needs to take a fight to the ground, he'll take that fight to the ground. But I think this is the one time where, you know, Stevens, he just, he, he needs this a lot. And I feel like he's just going to go out there and get the job accomplished. All right. I, I got you. Definitely. Um, I'm going differently. And here's the reason why, man, I got mad respects for Jeremy Heathen Stevens, man. I, I love the dude for real. The fight in Mexico with uh, with what is it? Al Pat Al Pantalones or whatever his name is Pantalero. <laughs> um, the finger poke 
and then all the stuff that happened afterwards in the hotel and everything going on there, for him to come back and fight him and then lose, I, I, it, it's, 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 it's mind blowing. It really is. And so I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to take Calvin Qatar. And he also has, he's lost, he lost his last fight, but he lost his last fight to Zabit. He's also beat Ricardo Lamas. Uh, and Andre Touchy Feely since getting into the UFC. So that's why I'm going to take this guy. I'm going to take Calvin Qatar. Okay. I mean, it's, it is to be said. I mean, the last three losses that Steven has had is against Jose Aldo, Zabit, and then Yair Rodriguez. So, I mean, it's not like he's lost to chumps. So we just kind of have to put that out there, too. Pay your respects, young man. I like, I like him. I really do like Jeremy Heathen Stevens. But after all the stuff that happened in Mexico, from to come back to the United States and then lose to y- Yair, get out of here. <laughs> so our next fight, Francis Naganu versus uh, Jahir Zahio. How do you say it? It's a Jerzino Rosenstruck. <laughs> so I'm going to be honest. I like Naganu in this fight. It's something about the Nigerian that he just – he's a nightmare, a Nigerian nightmare. And no, we're not talking about the Kansas City running back. We're talking about Francis Naganu. Okay, man's got power in his hands and it touches everybody's faces and knocks them out. So I'm gonna have to go with Francis in this fight. Um, you know they both have this one punch knockout. Ask a, uh, ask Alistair Overeem's lip, uh, about that. Um, I just I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a toss up. I mean, Francis Naganu's beating everybody. I mean, besides uh. Besides Derek Lewis with the nine punches total in that whole fight and getting owned by Stipe. But this guy's undefeated too. So, but, and I just, I don't know. I, this one's a hard one. I, I know that Alistair was probably winning, is, was winning that fight before he got his lip split. But this guy's tough. He is tough, but it's something to be said though. Alistair Overeem was winning all four rounds in that fight and going to win the fifth round in that fight all the way up until like the last 10 seconds of that fight. So if this says anything about uh, Rosenstruck, is that he he just he'll take the punishment and he'll keep coming at you. And you're right. He is tough. But Nagano has shown that he has the ability to just put guys out. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go this way. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Francis Nagano with the win, but I am going to cheer on uh, his opponent. And I and I am gonna I am gonna cheer on uh Rosenstruck. Fair enough, I guess that's Yeah, I'm gonna go either way I'm gonna win. That's how that's what you sounded hey. like. I'm gonna cheer on the Ganu, but who's the truth is gonna go? Who no, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, who wins any of these fights this weekend, we're all winners. We got UFC back. Yeah, we'll say that to Rosenstruck after he gets knocked out. So anyway, <laughs> we have Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. This is first fight for Dominic Cruz in a long time. Um, although I'm not gonna lie, I I was kind of impressed to see Dominic Cruz and his physique, the way he looked when he came uh, to the to the faceoffs. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna go with Cejudo because he looked so lame. Kicking those stupid pillows and then going back and picking them up <laughs> later. 
So I'm going to pick Cejudo because there is something to be said when you have two titles and, of course, you are an Olympic champion. He's got the three Cs. Dominic Cruz has uh, three ACLs replacements. So we'll just um, we'll rock out with Cejudo. He's three Cs. He's triple C. Um, <laughs> so here's my thing. It, the last time that Dominic Cruz – Fought was hit the loss against Cody Garbrandt in December, December 30th of 2016. Um, he's also had these layoffs. He had a two-year layoff, a matter of fact, or a year and a half layoff between um, Takiyaku Mizaku, Mizugaki, and TJ Dillashaw, and he came back and won against TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw. And so he he did, he Dominic Cruz is so so smart that he doesn't really have this ring rust. And I know four years is a long time, but his his fight IQ is so great, except for if you mess with him, get in his head like Cody Garbrandt did. Um, but I I just think it's just a new era, and I I, I can't not go against the triple triple C right now. He's he's hot. He's definitely hot, and he's all about it right now. So I'm gonna go with Suhudo too. I'm glad that you um I'm glad you thoroughly enjoy. Cejudo and saying that he's hot. You know what I mean. I I do know what you mean. That's why I said that. Wow. <laughs> you need Jesus. You need Jesus. <laughs> so our last fight, actually, these next two guys need Jesus because uh, they have they fight with uh, reckless abandonment and do not care and will put the punishment to each other. And those two gentlemen are known as Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go with Tony in this fight because, I don't know, everybody has, like, their conditioning, and then Tony always has his conditioning that he does, and his conditioning scares me more than anybody else's conditioning I've ever seen. Um, I'm with you here with the whole conditioning thing. But I don't I, I don't know if he's fought somebody with the striking power that Justin Gaethje has. And I'm I'm just gonna I'm real quick, I'm going to Wikipedia, I'm looking through I'm gonna look through his little fight his fight record. And um Edson Barbosa had strong kicks. James Vick didn't have James Vick is a good striker, but he didn't have the power. Dustin Poirier had the uh the the smarts to take the wind out of him. Eddie Alvarez did the same thing, took the wind out of him. Michael Johnson, he he has pressure. He's a good striker, but no power. I just I, I don't know if if anybody's really gonna anybody that Justin Gaethje's even fought has the power that Justin Gaethje has, and I just don't think that anybody that Tony's fought has the power of Justin Gaethje. Does that make sense? Yeah, but the thing is, is though, guys who've been all around, like, have good power, great speed, great technique, they've all fallen to Tony Ferguson, Donald Cerrone, Anthony Pettis, Rafael Dos Anjos, uh, Edson Barboza. Every single one of those guys have been known for something, and Tony's been able to take that out of the game. If Jesse Gaethje thinks that his his power shot's going to come in and he's going to land and it's going to put down Ferguson... Ferguson's going to neutralize that power hand, and then he's going to turn around and beat the shit out of him repeatedly like he and, did with Donald Cerrone. And I agree, and I definitely I do, I do, definitely agree. And look at, even looking at 
uh, El Kukui's mark. I mean, Lando Venata had some strong striking power, but it doesn't match up to Gus, Justin Gaethje, I don't think. The, the thing that Justin Gaethje, that goes against Justin Gaethje is all the weird movements that Tony does, all the weird strikes, how he, how he, he elevates his own game. So it's a hard one, but I'm not going against it, and you best believe it. I do believe that it's going to be Tony Ferguson that wins it. All right, so Tony Ferguson is your pick. So let's have some fun, right? So let's just call it. Let's call um, we'll call our match of the night, and then we'll call our potential KO of the night. Um, so what do you think? What do you think match of the night is going to land? Um, I think it's going to be in the the prelims. No, you know what? I think it's going to be in the early prelims. You say early I, prelims? Yeah, and I think it's going to be Vince Lukey versus Nico Price. That's going to be the uh, – I know we didn't go through them. But I think that might be the fight of the night. That's be fight of the night? That's, I mean, that's a, that's a strong pick too. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I think fight of the night is actually going to be um, Cejudo and Cruz. It's just, I don't I don't know how I think that fight goes off five rounds and I think that those dudes are gonna just throw bombs. Um, give me one second as I finish typing this in. Lukey versus Price. All right, so, now, so let's now go with our now we're let's going go to the KO. KO. Yeah, you know this um, is this show, well, first of all this show is called Get the KO, so we should have a KO of the night. Who do you think the KO of the night is gonna be? That's a hard one because you have evidently four guys with knockout power in like straight knockout power in the main card between Greg Hardy and Jorgen de Castro and Francis Ngannou and Mr. Rosenstruck. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna call KO of the night for Greg Hardy. You think Greg Hardy? So we'll put them. We won't say who will get the knockout, right? We've already picked our winners, but we figured that's where probably the knockout and that's going to come at. Um, so you're taking Hardy, Hardy versus DeCastro. Yes. And I'm actually going to take Nagano, uh, Nagano Rosenstruck. I think that's where the KO of the night is going to come into play. Okay. Uh, so check and check. It's kind of surprising, too. But, no, there's been there's going to be a lot of good fights. Um, guys, we are going to be on here um, probably – Next week, maybe even like Monday or even Friday, kind of just depending on what's going on with the schedule-wise. Uh, we do have a lot of stuff kind of going on, so we try to catch up with you guys as much as possible. But we do want to say that we are back. We want to be back. We are going to do as many episodes as we can for you guys. We're going to try to um, bring on a couple guests here and there every once in a while. But we just want to give you guys updates that as long as it's going to be a UFC or even, uh, you know, um, Bellator going on. We are going to be here covering those fights. I just read that uh, Jeremy Heathen Stevens uh, came in at 150.5 and uh, Qatar came in at 146. So Jeremy Stevens was five pounds over. (laughs) Yeah, I want to pick him to win the fight now for sure because what was it last year? (laughs) Last year, there was like an absurd stat where it was like 14 fighters came in overweight and 13 of them won. <laughs> right. So. Um, 
yeah, so we're extremely proud. We're happy to be here again. I cannot wait to get this jumping again. My 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 newborn son is at that age where he's not crying every thirty minutes or every hour, and we can start doing this again. Right. So as for me, um, you guys can actually, you know what, Anthony, go ahead and tell them where they can find you on your socials. All right. So Twitter is a Luhan nineteen eighty five. Instagram Anthony Luhan nineteen eighty five. Snapchat a Luhan nineteen eighty five. Facebook. Um, we want to give a good shout out at the, to the team twenty two again. Here we at this again. We're still doing it. We are still monitoring all social media posts. People looking for help. Um, if you guys don't know, me and Cliff both are veterans, and we ha- are really big into uh, into talking about issues and helping soldiers, helping veterans, and just not just them, just everybody in the world. We want to be, we want to see everybody happy. And so, but I personally, myself, I have to uh, give my shout outs to twenty and and give my uh, twenty two a day speech and let you know that if you need us, we're here. Yep, and then you guys can catch me on all your favorite social media platforms at CM underscore Miller 85. Somehow I got lucky enough to do that. Uh, we want to give a huge shout out to our not knowing they're our sponsor or partner, Monster, for coming out with the Red Dog Energy Drink. I appreciate that, guys, so much. Um, and also, you guys can catch me on all your uh, all of the best podcasts out there, right? So uh, Three Count Podcast, right here, we get the KO. And then you guys can also catch me on Nerds Around Table, where we do interviews with, you know, big indie directors. And then even on Three Count, we do with indie wrestlers. You guys catch us all. Um, we're going to, like we said, we're going to try to get some guests on here, too, as well. But we're back. We're here for you guys. And give us a listen. Give us a like. Put a comment down below and let us know what you think of the show. And we will catch you guys next time. 22.